It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, the Phillies spotted the Mets three unearned runs in the first. They were never really able to recover from that. They got to within one. They threatened, but in the end, they dropped game one of this three-game series. Another loss to the New York Mets. Now three and seven on the year are the Phillies versus the Mets. Hi again, everyone. Welcome back into City Field. This is the Phillies post-game show. Friday night round table edition. So, uh, well, offer maybe a little bit of levity to what was a tough night again here uh, in uh, City Field for the Phillies as we welcome in uh, Scott Fransky just finishing up calling the game. Eric Kratz joining us for the very first time, uh, making his Major League Radio debut tonight and now his roundtable review. And Ruben Amaro Jr. is going to join us in just a couple minutes from the television side. Uh, guys, it's... Uh, Don't you normally make the rookie just host the show? Well, yeah, do you all know. all the heavy lifting and do all the hard work? I think maybe perhaps we could do that tonight. He look, he's looking at us like, no, he's got this. He's how, stepping how'd you all feel over tonight? Me. How'd you feel? Great. I mean, I was going to host it, but you were stepping all over my, my intro that I had written out. I take... But. I take every bit of airtime I can get at this point. You nice. know? Like, that's nice. just the way it works. But uh, you got one under your belt. Uh, it didn't go the Phillies' way, but uh, you, you felt pretty good about the, the broadcast tonight, did you? You got kind of the max time, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, a lot of airtime. That's yeah. that's what you're looking for. Um, no, I, it was fun. Scott, Scott makes it so easy. Yeah, He's, you know. And he you're does. here You're here to throw me some layups <laughs> when I screw up and – it's a t- it's a team effort for sure. Um, did you check Twitter? Team yet effort on our way uh... to screwing up. <laughs> I didn't check well, Twitter. Yeah. No, I but I would imagine your reviews were just fine. Yeah, I haven't looked at fine. it either, but I think more than fine. Is there a fine button in Twitter? Like, you click, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's thumbs fine. up, thumbs down. Uh, he was fine. Eh, fine. He was fine. Me, the me yeah. button. We'll, we'll check on that on the way home. But, okay, uh, I'm sure I will. Let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, this game, again, big series for the Phils. I know it's May, it's early, but this road trip, you know, you kind of pinpointed it as a chance to uh, do some damage in the NL East. They split in Atlanta. They come up here, uh, make the decision not to throw Zach Eflin tonight. Instead, it's to start Bailey Falter. And right out of the shoot, uh, an error on the first play of the game leads to three unearned runs. It's a, it's a pretty tough way to start. Well, Yes, it is a tough way to start. And I don't want to put it all on, you know, certainly on Bryson and, and, and Command sure. the Air, but um, that wasn't the optimal way to begin, I wouldn't say, to have a, an error on a routine ground ball to short. Now, um, you know, Falter then walks the leadoff man in the third inning, gives up a homer, um, you know, hit a batter, walked a batter in the second. Gets out of that without any trouble. I mean, yeah. just Bailey Falter didn't throw enough strikes tonight, didn't throw enough, you know, quality pitches tonight. Um, and the fact that he had to throw 82 in three innings, well, I mean, the idea was to give your starters a break. You just put your bullpen behind the eight ball again. Yeah. A bullpen that is reduced by one as of today. And they may make a move as we speak and send out Bailey and get a fresh, I don't have any idea, 
but yeah, that remains to be seen. Go ahead. They they actually they actually I think extended that to they can have 14 pitchers till June. I'm 19. not sure. Yes, yeah, but I just 19. mean their bullpen is less by one because of Alvarado oh, being because of Alvarado today. being gone. Yeah. So they're they're no for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's you you if you're on the eight if you're on the side of eight to six on this one, it's the right move. If if Falter comes out and throws his game, which I think, looking at it before the game, his game matches up well against this lineup. His 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 ability to throw into righties, his ability to throw his fastball up in a zone, and then and spin that breaking ball down. I would agree. It, it matches up well, and it, and it didn't. And I think there was a lot of things that were, you know, that could have gone the, the other way had he stuck to his game plan and executed his game plan. But to me, the question is, why why do you open up that conversation to begin with? I mean, you know, you have your starters, and I know they've, you know, we're in a midst of what sixteen games without a day off, and the, the starters have worked uh, especially hard, I guess, over the course of their each of their starts, but. I mean, this is the big leagues, right? Every five days, your starter goes out there, and, and it, it just seemed like an odd time in a big series to make a decision for load management uh, purposes to, to kind of kick back your your scheduled rotation and bring in a guy like Falter. Well, I'll, I mean, again, I understand the worry about sure. pitching. Pitching injuries are coming fast and furious all throughout baseball. Whatever the reasons are, the fact of the matter is they are coming. Uh, and they have been coming. All right. So, you know, we talked about it with Chad the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of got into this on the air, you know. It's, you know, is it, you know, weighted balls? Is it max effort for one inning and just you're just waiting on guys to blow out? Is it guys who weren't built up enough because of the lockout and the short spring and the covid year they missed and i mean there's all kinds of theories you know Mm -hmm. whatever the fact is guys are getting hurt the other fact i think that's that everybody would agree with is there's not a ton of depth here for the phillies when you look below the surface let's say uh 40-man roster uh, uh guys that are available um there's not a whole lot going on there in terms of dipping into the minor leagues and you know, I, I again, I, I just think there's – so I understand the worry. You say, well, if we lose one of these guys, we're going to be out. We're going to be in a tough spot for a Absolutely, long time. Absolutely, no doubt. But the obvious flip side of that argument is, does it have to be now against your division rival that's a first-place team? I mean, you had it set up. Were your best three starters, or theoretically? Yeah, I mean, three of your four. You're working to see Aaron. Right. But, well, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, but back it up. You could have pitched Bailey Falter yesterday. Well, that's true. And you could have gone with Nola today. Now, again, that's, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they do it. And you, like you pointed out, Eric, there's a matchup thing there. Uh, they feel like Bailey's maybe a better matchup here than he would have been against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but you could have run it that, and even if Nola was still not in the question, you would still have Eflin, you know, three of your top four, let's say. Right. Um, yeah, look, it's easy to sit back and, and second guess after the game doesn't go your way, and, and that's exactly what we're doing. But 
And the only thing I, I'll say about it is if you're worried about uh, – I'm almost – it almost hurts me to use the term load management because I think we've been a little worn down by it in our town, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but I, you have an off day on Thursday, and you have an off day on the Monday following. You have two off days coming up. And if it uh, – this is me. If it were me, I probably would have gotten through this series and found a way to manipulate things after this series. That's just me. I would have tried to roll out my top dudes here. Yeah, my, I, I tend to agree I would, with you. I, I would have rolled out my top gun on Top Gun weekend. <laughs> Which wow, is coming great, right up. It's great lead-in. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah. I have seen – I have seen the schedules, and I'm not saying the Phillies are doing it this way. I'm not saying this is how it's run. But I've seen the schedules of load management schedules and and the packets that they're working in and the formulas and how the pitch counts go in, mm-hmm. the days in a row go in, travel goes in, sleep goes in to the point where I was on a team, and I won't mention who it was, was handing out – sleep monitors to be able to and then they were giving you this like this test when you'd get to the field to see how you recovered to see how things were and they they loaded it into their program to tell the manager his load and what he can handle and to the point where it was predicting not predicting not even predict it was telling the mandated amount of innings or pitches that a certain pitcher could throw that night based on their usage and based on other extenuating factors, which have nothing to do with give me the ball. I'm the guy. I know if you go into a city and you come here and you say, okay, we're facing McGill, DeGrom, and Scherzer. And one day they're like, eh, you know what? We're not going to go McGill. We're going to go – or we're not going to go Scherzer. We're going somebody else. It's different. For sure. Yeah. So so, I'm trying to figure out uh, – is that a good thing, what, what you just described? Or do, or do you subscribe to that idea? Or is that overthinking the process a little bit too much in your it, mind? It's overthinking it, but – <laughs> I can only come from my opinion. My yeah. opinion of sure. when I played, there is no possible way you could not be out on the field. I just, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think, uh, to me, and again, I'm, I'm just going to be, in my opinion, but if this, this is the team you have to catch, this is the team you think you want to catch, right? You think yep. you're, you're a contender for this division. Your best pitchers have to pitch in this series. Mm-hmm. If you have a way to do it, then, you know, and again, I don't mean – I'm not trying to disrespect anybody for the choices they make or whatever. If 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 I manipulate it or if I feel like I, I, I'm stepping on the gas a little too hard with Zach Eflin or Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler or whatever, I get it. If you lose one of those guys, it's a bad deal. For sure. Yep. But the reality is you're eight and a half games out. And the, you're, you kind of lost your – you kind of lost your opportunity to take it easy, right? Yeah, yeah. to sit back. And, the and Mets have the opportunity right. to take it easy. They can slow play DeGrom. Right. They can slow play Scherzer, right? 
they have that luxury now, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. If you want to win, you know, you got to be hungry for it. But these decisions weren't made in the last week. Absolutely. No, I know. These I decisions know. were made knowing there's off days, knowing that yeah, it's two sure. six-man rotations essentially coming up. And I, it's not it's not all one person's decision. No, and they're not made off the cuff either. I, you know, it's not like a fly-by-night decision. I know there's a lot of thought put into – those decisions and and a lot of good thought and and a lot of really sound reasoning behind it. I get all that, um, you know. And again, it, it we're, if this game goes the Phillies' way, we're not even talking about this. So uh, it's easy to second guess. But I, I would have said even coming into tonight's game, yeah, give me those three, and then we'll figure it out after that. But that's that's the way it worked out, and and that's the way it is. Regardless, this Mets team at this point feels like every time they step on the field against this Phillies team that they're going to beat them. They've scored seven or more runs 11 times this season, five times against the Phillies, right? I mean, they come out and they they have the Phillies number right now for sure. Uh, what did you say, three and seven now? Uh, seven, I believe, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, and, and the Phillies, you know, after this series is over, you don't see them again until August. They're going to have to figure out a way head-to-head uh, to beat them because uh, it's really <clears> – <throat> the most efficient way to kind of catch up in the division <laughs> is going head-to-head and winning some games. So, sure. Um, well, you know, it, it's it's a shame. Pete Alonso uh, continues to rake against the Phillies. He has 17 RBIs so far this year versus Philadelphia. Two for two tonight. He, he had four RBIs tonight, another home run tonight. Um, <clears throat> I, I Eric, does he get does it get to the point where you say to yourself, "We just can't let this guy beat us"? You know, if someone else beats us, so be it. But right now, Pete Alonso is, is a one man wrecking crew. I mean, it, you have to come into every series knowing the guy that can't beat you, yeah. whether it's a postseason series or it's a series at the end of May. And right now, there's no question he's the guy that can't can't let. Can't let that guy beat you because of who they have behind him in the line. I mean, who's going to beat you? Is is Canna going to walk? Is McNeil going to hit a base hit to left? Is Escobar? All those guys. And that and that uh, and that goes to the earlier point that Bailey doesn't make enough quality pitches. In the first inning, he puts himself in a spot where he has to pitch to Pete Alonso, and he gets you know he makes a pitch. Mm And he gets out of that at bat, just the sack fly, right? And, you know, I mean, it was close. He had a shot at him at the plate. Um, we saw later in the game, right, They, the the rollover that they get out of Lindor means they don't have to pitch to him. But you've got to make pitches around those others. Otherwise, you won't have that luxury. Uh, a little bit, it's like the, the analogy we just made. If you if, – if you get yourself into trouble, which the Phillies have done yes, divisionally uh, in terms of the win-loss record, you don't have that luxury to, to manipulate things and do it exactly the way you want. You're kind of grasping at straws. But I, I'm with you. There's no – But it's not, but it's not every single guy. Like, like I look the, back – The at, other thing is there's a way to get him out. That, that's the thing. And I think Falter looks at that – and if you're really breaking it down, numbers-wise, you're breaking it down scatter report-wise, Falter's strength matches up against Pete's weakness. Hmm. So Falter, as much as you're never going to look at it 
from a 30,000-foot view and say, well, Falter's going to – he's going to be the one that's going to attack Pete Alonzo. No, I'm putting Falter in a situation – he just throws his best pitch. Mm. I'm not asking you to come up with some crazy pitch. Right. You don't need to throw him a slider in the, in the, in the zone, which he ends up hitting for a homer. Right. You just throw that fastball up and in, and then he starts cheating on it. Now you go something away. I, I think – and I don't know if it's coming out of the spider tack era – and the spin rate era, and that everybody wants to talk about spin and these exploding breaking balls and everything else, right? And everybody thinks they have this great breaking ball. What's the best pitch in baseball? What has been the best pitch in baseball for 150 years? Well placed that. Fastball down and away. Right. Like a located fastball down and away, you know, or in this case, to Pete, you can – you can beat him. You can get in his kitchen, and you can beat him in there, right? And that's what he's good at. That's what Falter's good at. That's why Falter struggles against left-handed hitters. And it, it boggles the mind why, why it, like, it, it feels almost epidemic. It's like, what has happened to just the idea of, let's just pitch. We're going to throw fastballs. Watch Jacob DeGrom pitch. I get it. Not everybody has his fastball, right? No doubt. But he comes out, and he throws fastballs. And he says, I'm going to throw this until you hit it. And they do hit it. And some of them hit home runs. But you know what they don't do? It's not two-run homers. Right. Yeah. Scherzer gives up home runs. Yeah. He doesn't give up home runs. He's, he's so slow to the plate. He works, on, he works on little things that don't give up extra 90 feet. I just It's, it's the idea that you've got a pitch that works. You're, you threw it in a good spot. Why do you, why do you got to move off of that? Why would you then try to throw a breaking ball that, you know? Yeah. And, don't, as you have said, and, and I'm sure you have said it, you know, hitting's difficult, especially here in the big leagues. Hitting Pitch, is hard. Advantage pitcher all the time. Uh, take advantage of that. Use it. Use yeah. it to your advantage. Believe that you're, you've got this guy two out of three times every time. Right. And, and maybe, you know, maybe part of it, Eric, and you could certainly speak to it, but, I've, you know, you've, we've heard Larry for years talk about guys who throw a good breaking ball, and then they want to throw a better one, the same pitch, and they want to make it better. And it's it doesn't need to be better. It needs right. to be the same pitch because it's a good pitch. You you executed it. You threw it in the right spot. Why do you have to overthink it? Just throw the same pitch again. Because in the minor leagues, the way they're taught, the way they're taught is not to compete. The way they're taught is to light the numbers up, and that's how you'll get to the big leagues. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. And not how do you get the outs. Right. How do you get an out? And how do you mitigate your entire at-bat, inning, game, season? That, that, in those orders, in that order, how do you mitigate everything? How do you get the most for your team? Carlos Carrasco, what does he get out tonight? His ERA goes up, right? What does he get, though? W. He gets the Big dub. Win. Yeah. He gets the dub. And that's the difference in a guy that's been around for a while now granted he's 35 he's gone through his lumps he went to the bullpen because he was not a good starting pitcher he's he's learned a lot of things but teaching guys in the minor leagues but not just teaching them to throw strikes not just teaching them to have good location rewarding them for it you reward the guy that gets called up and throws 98 right he's gonna throw just absolute BBs all over the zone. And so now you have to know that that's who you're calling up. 
So create the game plan for that and stick to that game plan. I don't need to see fastballs down and in from Bailey Falter. Right. It, it, I mean, you're not that far removed from this game, but you were taught you, – you were raised through the minor leagues a, 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 some time ago. Yes. Right. You played a long time. And uh, uh, Durbin – here this week, Chad Durbin here this week. And uh, the the amount of time, and, you know, again, I've heard Larry talk about it for years, but it doesn't seem like, and you guys are not that far removed from the game, you especially, it doesn't seem like people think the way you were talking, even tonight, reading swings, right? As a catcher, you read swings. Yep. Nobody, I don't feel like people are doing that. Not often, for sure. I don't feel like, I feel like it's a game plan. As you said, it's I'm going to throw BBs all around the zone because this is my pitch. I've got two pitches, and I'm just going to throw one and then throw the other and then throw one and then throw the other. And there's not that idea that they learn how to compete in an at-bat. What did I throw here? What am I going to throw next? What is that set up? All these things. Well, I will say this is the heaviest roundtable that we've had in quite so heavy that Ruben Amaro Jr. has decided just not to join us because we're not laughing enough. He, he I, got a text, I got a text from him about two minutes <laughs> into the show that said, what bus are you on? Uh, so so he's just he's just taken off. Hey, you know, former general managers, they, they do that kind of thing, right? They just roll out of the roundtable. I should have said, well, I'll tell you what. I'm on a Port Authority <laughs> bus to Secaucus. Should I have said something like that or – Listen, before you two get out of here, I do want to lighten it just a bit because there's a funny story that came out. Well, I think it's funny. It came out of baseball tonight. How about this? The Reds' Tommy fan, okay, before tonight's game against the Giants, warming up out in right field, and Jock Peterson apparently jogging by, doing his thing, warming up for the Giants, and Tommy Pham slapped him across the face and it, to the point where he was told he cannot – play in tonight's game until an investigation happens in Major League Baseball. So he was pulled out of the lineup was Tommy Fan, And apparently it stems from a fantasy football argument that they had last season in a league that they were in together. And I guess Tommy said, no, we got to settle this right now. And, uh, yeah, how about that? <laughs> Tommy wow. Fan wanted to take Luke Voigt to a local MMA place in San Diego when Fight Luke him, Voigt right? slid yeah. slid in too hard and gave Stevenson a concussion. Well, I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see I how I thought it was going to be because of Jock's pearls or something. No, you know? no it's fantasy football. Did which, he slap serious stuff, let's be honest. I mean, that's like important. open hand slap. Well, I like didn't see Smith? the video, but, but based on what I read about it, the, the word was slapped, so I'm – you know that that seems to to denote a certain kind of movement across uh, across somebody's face or body. So anyway, uh, we'll keep our eyes on it. They're investigating. Gabe didn't want to uh, talk about it before the game; said he didn't have enough facts on it. But uh, mm. I'm sure yes. he'll weigh in at some point. So how about that? Gabe had his own thing going on today. Uh. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Lots going on. For <laughs> He's going to be here. The Giants right it's now. It's going to be sunny. Lots going on. That's right. We're going to see those guys in a couple a lot of days. Going on. Well, uh, it certainly didn't go the way the Phils would have hoped. But, look, they got two more games here at City Field. Still have a chance to win the series. Still have a chance to have a winning record on this road trip. So I guess that's what they have to focus on now with Zach Eflin pitching tomorrow night, Taiwan Walker going for the Mets. Um, they'll turn their focus to that one, and uh, and we will see. And the, and the beauty of it is that Eric Kratz will be back tomorrow. He'll have his 
homemade bread and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, ate even though all. they feed us here. No, no, no. This they is the ate big leagues. All. You know, they, they feed you. <laughs> what a rookie mistake. <laughs> that, I mean, that came from your house. You're not going home, are you? You're just going no. to. Yeah. You didn't bring enough for three days? Oh, you're going to starve. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would be a lot. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe you just loaded up the bag with nine peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something. Don't worry. We'll get you fed tomorrow, Eric. I promise. Don't worry. I'll be at the spread. You will not go hungry. I'm good at two things. One of them is killing spread. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we will say goodnight on the Should Friday night roundtable. what the other one No, is? I don't think so. The Friday night roundtable. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm out of time. Saying. To say we are out of time. Yep. We're going to take a quick break, but more to come here on the Phillies post game show. We'll get you caught up in what else happened in the National League East and uh, take you through a couple of the audio highlights. So stay with us right here on the Phillies Radio Network.